guys, for any future people that come on the podcast, <laughs> you can't be like Katie. She's thinking way too long. She's not what taking rapid fire serious. It is She's not taking rapid fire serious. And Ooh. I feel disrespected right now. My game isn't being taken serious oh right now. Gosh. Katie, you're disrespecting me on my okay. own podcast. Rapid okay. fire. What's the okay. first thing that came to your head? Welcome back to your favorite podcast. My name is Alyssa David. We have your co-host Marvin Castillo. Marvin, say what's up to the people. What's up, people? And today we are bringing you another episode here on And Clueless. This is episode ten, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. We're we're doing this thing like. I- Episode 10, I can't even, I felt like last week, I was like, yo, episode 9, episode 8, episode 10 is big, that's a big 10. Episode is a big 10, Um, I, I, yeah, I'm excited, like, it's kind of crazy, I was just talking to one of my friends today, and they're like, yo, I'm proud of you, you're like, you're doing the podcasting, like, you're doing it, like, it's kind of crazy to think that we are actually doing a podcast, yeah. but we're doing the dang podcast, so here we are. Episode 10, bringing you guys another episode, another person. But before we jump into all of that, Marvin, I wanted to give you a little synopsis of my weekend. Okay. So this weekend, I went to a haunted corn maze, okay? Oh. Yeah, haunted corn maze. Um, And so first of all, first things first, the line to get in this haunted corn maze was terrible. I mean, so long. I bet. So freaking crazy. And... There was a point that we were just like, this line is so long that I'm not even excited to go in the corn maze anymore. It was that bad? Yeah, like I'm just over it. Like I, I would say we stood in line for probably an hour, hour and a half. Like it was wow. long. Like I felt like I was at Six Flags again. Was it worth it? So that's what I would say. It was kind of worth it. I wouldn't say that it was insanely scary, but here's why. So I'm going to walk you through kind of what happened to us. So we get to the front. Mm. The guy gives us like a list of little rules or bits. He's like, hey, don't touch them. They won't touch you. Right. All no these slapping them. Right? No kicking them. Exactly. Exactly. Stuff. So we get to the we get to the front of the line and we get a glow stick. And it's like a glow stick, almost a necklace. And mm. he gives it to me because I'm in front of everyone else. And he tells a single file. Now, at this oh, moment, boy. rain started to pour. Like, oh, this, oh boy! Like outside, we're standing outside. Rain starts to pour. It's like maybe eight something at night, hitting maybe close to nine. Rain so it's is dark. Pouring. It's dark. Rain is pouring, and the entrance to this corn maze is like narrow. And when he says single file, I freak out because I'm like, <laughs> no way! This entire corn maze is going to be single file. Like, there's no way I'm walking in the front because it was so tight that I was like, right. people are going to be popping out, and I'm going to have a heart attack. Right. So you can't I mean, even hold on to somebody. Like exactly. Lo and behold, it was not single file the whole way, but to enter, you had to go in single file. Mm. So we go. It's dark. It's raining. It's fog. They have fog. It's a perfect setting. Yeah, perfect setting. And so I don't know what's happening. And it took a while for someone to pop out. So I finally turned this corner. The maze kind of opens up a little bit. And there's a man standing there in like this full-blown costume with like this huge pitchfork type thing. And I screamed my head off. like. Just like screamed <laughs> at the top of my lungs, more because I was like caught off guard. Right. And then we go through this whole thing. When I tell you this maze was probably like 20, 30 minutes long, it was like it was worth the money. Like it was long. There was a part where like it was almost like a, you know Houdini and Six Flags where like the yeah. room spins. It yeah, was like yeah. that, but you have to cross a bridge and wow. the room is spinning. That's and pretty. That, uh, it was pretty intense. That leads yeah. you to a bus. 
And then on the bus, there's like people, like guys with like clown masks climbing the seats. And they're like talking to us. They're like, you can't run in a bus. And it's like, it's just freaky, bro. And so (laughs) I wouldn't say it's like the scariest thing ever. And the only reason I wouldn't say it's the scariest thing ever is because because it started raining, they were pushing Mm. people through. And so because they were pushing people through, you could kind of like see the people ahead of you and sometimes you would see them get scared. So you knew what was coming. coming. Exactly. Not all the time. There were sometimes they got us real good. Um, We do have some videos, but I won't show you those because some people said some ungodly words (laughs) in the the moment of fear. I'm I'm sure I'll get to see that at the the Thanksgiving dinner or something like that. So... Yeah, it was just, it was kind of crazy, but it was long. Like, it was insanely long. And, he, like, you went through all these different rooms and scenes and setups. And so I'll give them that, that it was, like, really long. So it was worth the money because it wasn't, yeah. like, a five-minute, you know, little maze and that's right. it. Right. Um, and there was some moments that, like, I was I was terrified. Um, and I was more terrified towards the beginning. And then yeah. as it got on, I kind of, like, composed myself and calmed a little more down. Um, so some of us were more scared at, at you know, each point. But it was me. My friend Brooklyn, my friend Mariah, and my friend Camilla. We had a great time, but I was I was terrified at first. Like I, I literally yeah. when I say we screamed my head off at the beginning. I can imagine. I, I can't wait to see that video. Yeah. You're gonna hear most of it because I Mariah was recording. Gotcha. And in her fear, she was recording like the floor most right. of the time. Um there was one lady that got super close to me. She tried taking my glow stick away from me and I was like, ma'am, I need this. Like I, right. I need this glow stick. <laughs> right. Um so it was funny. Like some people like they were in character, like in scene. Like it was kind of yeah. crazy. Wow. But um yeah and then there was moments where Mariah was telling people like, oh you're not that scary. And then they would like take that like to heart. Right. And they would do some creepy stuff, and then she would get spooked out. And I told right. her, I looked at her, and I'm like, stop saying that. Like, you're provoking Stop these saying people. you're not scary. They're going to do stuff now. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was funny. It was a bond, a great bonding moment for sure. That's cool. Yeah. Because we were, like, huddled together walking through it. But right. we did walk through mud because it was, like, ha- mm. most of it was outdoors. So I have a pair of sneakers right now that are, like, muddy as heck. I did a clean. R.I.P. to those sneakers or – uh no, I think they're they're salvageable. They're salvageable. Okay. I just gotta clean the laces, put them in the wash, you know, wash the shoes. Gotcha. Do that and whole do what I gotta shebang, do. yeah. Yeah, but that was my weekend. What was your weekend? Well, it definitely wasn't uh that. It definitely wasn't that at all. I wish it would have been. I mean, that sounds amazing. That sounds fun. I've actually never done that uh before. Uh-huh. Oh um, no. Or or a house or any any other that type of stuff. You've never been in a haunted house? I have never been to a haunted house. I've never done a haunted Whoa. corn maze, I guess. Um, I think this the closest first thing. Corn okay, maze. yeah. The closest thing I've done to anything like that would be, uh, what is it, the Six Flags thing that they do? Fright Fest? Fright Fest, yeah. I did Fright Fest, which yeah. is not the same, but, you know, you get the idea of the smoke and random, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, people jumping at you and chasing you and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, my weekend, my weekend was, I mean, my weekend, honestly, was just, um, kind of sleeping in, um, okay. taking care of chores. My weekend was like, now that I'm actually getting used to having weekends off, it's sort of yeah. like, now what did I, what do I do for my weekends? Because now I only have my weekend. It's not like I had a, you know, my schedule before I had a few weekdays off. So I was able to like get things done, knowing that nobody wanted to hang out, knowing that there was nothing really to do. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know, just that a few church things, um, pretty chill. We did a uh, five youth group. We did do manhunt, um, which was pretty fun and pretty oh, crazy. Dope. Actually, I'll say this. I'll say this. So 
we played manhunt we bought a fog machine really right we bought oh, a fog machine nothing big literally it was uh-huh. small and to my knowledge different sizes of fog machine do different yeah, yeah. you know amounts of of to different fill up theatrics. a room and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. right so this one was pretty cool and let's just say it was an adventure it came to the point where firefighters showed up oh because yeah firefighters showed up um you guys set the alarm off we set the alarm off um Yikes. and it ended up going to like the 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 the, the place above us the people above us oh. and that turned into like something totally hey, crazy it's youth ministry so youth i mean ministry. it was fun it was definitely fun yeah. definitely unexpected um you know i kind of told pastor d like hey we basically checked it off that whenever there's events you can't use this fog machine like we know we now you know that yeah, yeah um yeah. so it was definitely kind of unexpected it's funny because the firefighters are coming in and we have like this whole setup and lights <laughs> and dark and everybody's in all black and we have this whole thing and it's just like hey this <laughs> like where's this room where's this thing so it was just like wait what's going that's on that's hilarious so I mean, I worse mean, things have happened to people in like youth ministry. You could have had a yeah, leg. You could have a hole in a wall. Like we worse things have happened. You guys we, actually didn't right. set a fire. Like we didn't. No the, one got the hurt. Building could have actually been on fire. Right. So, and we kept on playing once they left. Exactly. So there you go. It was go. all good. But yeah, that was you, my you weekend. You just didn't and, use the fog machine again. Yeah, that fog machine was done. I think there was still enough yeah, fog yeah, in yeah. the air, so it was it was pretty good. All right. There you go. There you go. That sounds fun. Sounds like a good time. Well, Marvin. <laughs> From there, uh, I was thinking lately about mm-hmm. college because not only did I have a good time at the corn maze this weekend, mm-hmm. but I also am in school for my master's right now. Okay. And I have tons of homework that I have. It's mm-hmm. like nonstop reading, nonstop assignments. How fun. I, I'm dying a little bit. A little, I'm drowning a little bit. So I needed that corn maze to kind of like bring me some fun. Right. Um, but it's been a lot. It's been a lot to juggle, like, school. It's been a lot to mm-hmm. juggle, you know, social life, mm-hmm. work, the podcast. Like, just being honest, there's a lot of right. things on my plate, um, lots of things to juggle. And the person that I want to bring on today is actually also in in uh, grad school. They're also going for their master's, I believe, right now. And so without further ado, I want to welcome Katie Gomez to the podcast, Katie, what is up? What's up? Oh my gosh, this is dope. <laughs> Katie, are you excited to be on the podcast? I am, but I'm nervous. <laughs> oh shoot, you're nervous. Just a bit, yeah. But it's all it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Katie, is this your first podcast like ever? This is my first, very so first podcast ever. You've never been on any of the podcasts. No, ma'am. But you have done like IG lives. Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. I I remember that. I remember you were doing IG lives pretty consistently with. Don't tell me the name. Oh my gosh! No, no, no. Tell me the name. I don't remember right now. It was with Ivana. Ivana. There you go. Yep. All right. So, Katie, you listen to the podcast. You're a fan of the podcast. And so we're going to start this off before we get into any more questions about what you do, about your career, your, your career path, your, your field. We're going to jump into something called rapid fire questions. You, you know about rapid fire questions, correct? 
I do. <laughs> okay, so I'll give you the, the basic gist since you already know, but for those listening, Rapid Fire Questions is pretty much an opportunity where we get to ask Katie questions that you wouldn't normally think of. Like, it's just like random questions, and she answers them with the first thing that comes to her head. She doesn't have a, a whole hour or so to really think about the answers. It's kind of just like boom, boom, boom. But now that I think about it, I think our whole podcast is Rapid Fire Questions because we don't actually send out a script. We don't send out a list of questions. We don't, yeah. We just ask them on the spot. So Katie has no idea what we're going to ask. Rapid fire episode. <laughs> yeah. So actually all of our, ep- the whole episode is rapid fire, but this is a great way to get segued into the rapid mm. fire mm-hmm. with the beginning of rapid fire question. So here we go, Katie. Here's question number one. You can only eat one type of food for the rest of your life. What is it? Ugh, salad. Whoa. Wow. Stay fit. Stay clean. Okay. Yeah. You, better, you better than me. <laughs> all right. City or country. Ooh, this is hard. City. Okay. Mm. If you had to make someone you personally know president, who would it be? Mm. Ah, you think it too much. Rapid fire, rapid fire. <laughs> this is hard. Oh my first person that came to your head. Come on, I come can't. on, come on. I can't. <laughs> you can't I think of anybody? No. Wow. Like nobody yeah. popped in your head? Not, not, not one person? I I thought of a few people, but I feel like yeah. So who's the first person that yeah, could who's the first person? Okay, I'm gonna pick my friend Celeste. Okay, there we go. First mm-hmm. person that popped in your head. I knew you couldn't say sister like people in the past because you don't have any sisters, right? You have two no, brothers. I yes, I do. Okay, there you go. All right, if you had to be stuck at one age for the rest of your life, wow, what would it be? Mm, I would say 21. You know what's crazy? When I wrote this question down, that's the same thing thing I thought about. Wow, really? Really? Like, you're old enough to do things, obviously. Like, you can do whatever you want. You're an adult at that point, but you're not – so you're not too young to, like, be still under, like, someone else's rule. But at the same time, you're not old. Like, it's just a prime age. Right. You start a business at 21. You could still be in school at – like, you could do whatever you Mm. want at 21. Right. You're just at a good age. You're relatable Mm. to all people. You're an adult, but not necessarily, like, insanely older, you know? Hey, okay. so what would you pick, Marvin? Uh, 30. 30? Just straight 30? Straight 30. I feel like 30, you possibly more mature uh, than your 20s. Um, definitely more, I would say definitely more relatable to either people older than you or younger than you. And I just feel like, I don't know, for some reason, I feel like when you're 30, that's like prime time living there. That's just me. There you go. All right. That's what, that's what makes this podcast this podcast. Everybody has their own opinions. That's what you said last week, right, Marvin? Probably. <laughs> All right, moving on. Katie, you're an NYC native, so what is your Midnight Bodega Run list? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Okay. M&M cookies. Okay. A big yeah. bottle of water. A big bottle of water. Okay. okay. Um, vanilla ice cream. Ooh. A cup of ice. Okay. <laughs> um, plantain chips. Okay, you gotta throw that throw those plantain chips in there. You okay, said for like a day or two after. Yeah, that you said you life. said for you said for good luck, good time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? All right, I was surprised no chopped cheese wasn't in there. Nah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one, next one. What is the best personality trait in a significant other? Um. 
I would say humbleness. Okay, being humble. I respect that. Mm-hmm. I respect that. Marvin, what would you say? Well, best personality trait? Uh-huh, and a significant other. Honesty. Honesty. All right. I respect it. Let's keep it moving. Katie, one food has to go. What is it? Ever? Like, just ever? Yeah, it's never on planet Earth again. Wow. Gosh, that's hard. You might get a lot of people mad with this. You're taking that away from them here. You are. You oh, guys. <laughs> come if I had multiple choice, like I could have. No, no, no. What's the first thing head. that popped in your head? One food has to go. What do you think right now? Just say it. Boom. First thing that popped in your head. Guys, for any future people that come on the podcast, <laughs> you can't be like Katie. She's thinking way too long. She's not first taking rapid fire. She's what not is taking it? rapid Silence. fire serious. It is She's not I taking know. rapid fire serious, and Ooh. I feel disrespected right now. My game isn't being taken serious oh right now. Gosh. Katie, you're disrespecting me on my okay. own podcast. Rapid okay. fire. What's the okay, first thing that came to your head? What about ham? Ham. Oh, there you go. Damn, I like ham, but okay. <laughs> this type of thing. <laughs> I'm tight. Over there you here. go. That's the first thing. That's, that's the first thing that came to your head. I'd rather be offended about the first thing that came to your head than you to disrespect me and actually think <laughs> about the answer, okay? Damn, no more Cuban sandwiches? I'm stressed. I, I just want anyone to know, after this episode, if anyone comes on this on, on and Clueless and they actually think about the answer for Rapid Fire, I'm just, I'm logging you off automatically. You, you're getting Rapid Fire Lee taken out of here. <laughs> rapid Fire Lee kicked off the podcast, okay? Damn. Don't think. All right, here you go, Katie. Do not think, okay? This is Rapid Fire. Target on. or Walmart? Target. All right, Let's here we go. go. That's what I'm talking about. I need that same efficiency. Last question right here. Same efficiency. World's best invention so far. Uh, iPhone. Okay. That, I think, I think. who said that already? I, I said the phone. I didn't say the iPhone. I think I said, I said the telephone. Yeah. But now I think, I think somebody else did say the iPhone. I think actually, somebody like else specifically. did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I respect it. Okay, Katie. So that was rapid fire. Not really. Because you that thought about rap- it. <laughs> It is. <laughs> that was slowly thought about questions here on here on Anclus for the first time ever because we usually do rapid fire, but for Katie specifically for Katie Gomez, slowly thought through questions. Deep thinker. Right. Okay, I feel disrespected. I don't even know how to move on. Okay, here we go. So, Katie, that was rapid fire. Now we're gonna transition to talking about you and learning more about you. So, Katie, you and I went to Valley Forge together, the University of Valley Forge in Pennsylvania. When we went there, do you want to tell the people what you went to school for? Like what you get your bachelor's in? Yes. So I got a bachelor of science in early childhood education. There we go. Okay. Nice. And so what were your plans with that? I mean, I wanted to be a teacher and um yeah, I wanted to be a teacher for elementary school and okay. that was it. But I knew that I didn't want to stay as a teacher. Like I knew that I wanted other positions in the future, but I definitely just wanted to be a teacher for that moment. Got it, got it. So you went to the University of Forge, got a degree in education, early childhood education, and you wanted to teach. What grade did you, were you like, what was your ideal grade to teach? Honestly, I thought of kindergarten. And then uh, I had to, then I had to like, I had to do student teaching because mm-hmm. that's what you have to do your last year. Yeah. Um, and I had kindergarten and I changed my mind. <laughs> Why? Is it too many boogers? 
They're babies. I mean, it's like you you can't help it. Like you can't blame them. But I feel like they're they're oh no no no. I blame them. I want to. It's just they're not. I don't know because for me, in the back of my mind, I'm unconsciously accepting, not accepting, expecting. Mm -hmm. I am expecting them to, you know, be on the same page as me. But I. Remember, I have to remember that they're not on the they're same little kids. Level. Yeah, they're yeah. not on the same maturity level. So, and that's a good thing. You and a kindergartner not being on the same maturity level is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be at that same maturity level. But <laughs> here's my thing: like, I feel like that that that's a special kind of grace. <laughs> like for kindergartners, some people would disagree, and they would say that because I worked with teenagers, that's a special kind of grace. But there's something that being able to talk to a teenager and them actually like being able to understand what you're saying and being able to actually talk about something versus a kindergartner who's just crying with his finger up his nose and won't mm. tell you what's going on. Like that's frustrating to me. Like, I don't <laughs> want you to cry. Just tell me what the issue is and then we'll handle it. You know what I'm saying? They probably and don't I mean, know why they cry. Exactly. And I mean, same thing for some teenagers, but right. for, I like like the high school age and I feel like that's where you can kind of like have those conversations and talk through yeah, that stuff. Absolutely. So you changed your mind. Kindergarten was off the list. Too many boogers, too many kids eating glue, too many crying babies. It just wasn't a thing. Now you are going to school for your master's. Where are you going to school? I'm going to school in New York University, NYU. Hey, okay, prestigious. Hey, tu sabe. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, Katie is Dominican, so you're going to hear a lot of that throughout the podcast. Okay. (laughs) So... You're going to NYU. That's freaking crazy. You're going to awesome. NYU. What are you going to NYU for? Um, I'm going for a Master of Arts in Bilingual School Counseling. Okay. Let's go. So you nice. went from being wanting to be a teacher to little kindergarten babies to now wanting to be a school counselor? Yep. Okay. So my question is, is school counseling, like, is that, you know how education is, like, divided by grade level? Is counseling divided by grade level for schools? No. Counseling is K through 12. Okay, so you can counsel anybody. Yeah, most of the time it's K through 12. I'm not sure if, um, you know, if there are some school districts where there are school counselors just for elementary school or middle school Mm -hmm. or high school. Um, There are also counselors just for, like, college development, not college development, but career development. And they also kind of play the role as your college advisors. But for the most part, yeah, for the most part, it's just from K through 12. Got it. So do you have an idea grade or like range of grades that you want to work with? Yeah. Um, middle school, middle school, mm-hmm. high school. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, now you're talking my language. Now you're coming to <laughs> yeah. my side. Yeah. And it's just like no more boogers. <laughs> no more boogers. I mean, depending on the kid. Sometimes still boogers. Right, right, right. It might be crying boogers. Counseling. You know? <laughs> true, yeah. true. So what was the switch? Why did you go from wanting to teach to not wanting to be a counselor? Okay, so during my last year of undergrad, when I had to do student teaching, mm-hmm. um, in the beginning of student teaching, you are mainly like observing, and then you you help around, you assist the teacher, you're cooperating teacher on whatever she needs or he needs. And eventually you, you kind of have a long list of, not a long list, but you have to pick up on a subject and now teach that subject, teach mm. social 
and then for a week or for two weeks, you pick up science. So you're teaching social studies and science, and then you pick up math, and then you pick up ELA. And in that classroom, I had 27 kids. I had 27 students, and I had wow. like four. I had like four or five students who they had their own individual. They had their own ind- individual cases, like like a few of them had um like learning disabilities, or it was it was assumed that they might have learning disabilities, but it wasn't confirmed. And then I also had an ELL, which is an English language learner. I just had a group of students who needed someone to meet their needs, but it was so hard to do that with just one or two teachers in the room. And you got like nearly 30 other kids in the room. Yeah. So I felt like, um, you know, pursuing a career in school counseling would help me work closely with not just students who have their own, like not just students who have learning disabilities, or not just students who um, who are learning English for the first time, but in general, uh-huh. it was just for me to be able to do that in a classroom where you have so many other kids and counseling gives you that one-on-one interaction. Counseling gives you that space to really figure out what's going on with the child, what's going on with their, you know, with their life, what's going on in their mind, what's their background, what are some of the things that are hindering them from success, and how are you going to bridge those gaps? And I feel like counseling allows me to do that better than teaching. Mm. So obviously you that's awesome stuff. Like, that's really cool. And I'm glad that you were able to like recognize that and want to be a part of doing that for students and future students. I would say my question from there is obviously you got, did you get your teaching like licensing in Pennsylvania? Cause that's where we went to school. Yeah, I was going to, and then, um, COVID hit. Got you. Yeah. But even, how do I explain this? I was kind of in the process of applying for my master's because in my mm-hmm. senior year was when I changed my mind. Got it. So you never got your license to be a teacher? Exactly. I never did. Got wow. it. You just have a degree in education? Yes. Got it. Okay. So from there, right, now you're doing counseling. Is your counseling, like your license would be for New York? Yes. Specifically? Or you could use it anywhere? Um, it would be from, it would be from New York. It would be from New York state, but I think it also depends on the school. Like if I want to teach in a different state, I mean, not teach, sorry. If I wanted to have a position at a different state, if it's like a charter school or a private school, sometimes they, they, they let you slide. Sometimes you might not need a certification yeah you might not need to be certified in their state but for the most part especially in public schools um i think i would have to apply and go through the process whatever they whatever their requirements are for me to for that specific state exactly got it so my question all of that to say my question is this did you find that like those needs that you're talking about and being able to help in the capacity of what counseling allows you to do. Is that something that was solely uh, solely a passion of yours from seeing like the New York City public system? Or is that something like across the board? Like you feel like this is something that you've have a burden for specifically for NYC students? 
or across the board for anywhere you may go in the future? I think across the board, because even when I was younger, I never spoke to a counselor. Mm. Yeah. I was struggling. I never spoke to a counselor. Um, so I never knew who my counselor even was until high school. But in high school, the counselor was dealing more with scheduling and things like that. Um, mm. Yeah, but I was never like invited to the classroom. Like, hey, you know, if you're dealing with any issues emotionally, academically, yeah. whatever the case is, you can just come to the office and I can help you with that. I can support you with that. I never got that. So I think when I was able to student teach, um, I, you know, realized that counseling would be better to meet this need. Um, mm. And I think along the way, it kind of confirmed that this is what I want, like, this is, this is what I wanted to do. This is what I want to do. Um, but I don't want to just serve a specific group. I yeah. don't have the desire, like, I don't feel like this comes from me just growing up in New York City and me just growing up in the, you know, in the public school system. Um, I really just think it's across the board. Got you. I don't even remember in high school having a school counselor. I could be wrong, and I, maybe I just didn't know about them and never went. Mm. But I feel like that's not, at least in the way, in the schools that I've gone to, that wasn't something that was on the forefront. Like, here's a school counselor for you to go to. Is that the case for you, Morvin? Um, I do remember middle school having a guidance counselor. and Is that the same thing, Katie, a guidance counselor and a school counselor? Yeah, but we say school counselor now. School counselor. <laughs> uh, so yeah. they changed the name. Yeah. I remember having a a school counselor in middle school and I never knew that I had that resource, but the reason why I went was actually because I did something crazy. And um, I went, I went to the principal's office and from that, from the principal's office, I got, it's like, Hey, we're going to, you're going to see the guidance counselor. It was more of a thing for getting in trouble. I mean, in my, in, in my experience in middle school. Yeah. And then in high school, it was different. Um, yeah. My senior year, when I actually was going through stuff, uh, it was. I think I knew, I understood what I had, or that I had access to a school counselor, and so yeah. I understood that I can go and, and talk and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, yeah, the truth is, it, it's in both moments. Uh, I probably could have used it a lot more, and I never really took yeah. full advantage of it. Yeah, I would say then, based off what you're saying and based off what I said, it wasn't really on the forefront. It was like something had to happen for you to then understand that there was someone available to you for you to go to and talk to. But it wasn't like the forefront of what the school was pushing. Like, hey, we have a counselor that you can go see and talk to and all these things. Is right. That yeah, I would feel it's sort of, I would say it's like you have a nurse. No one tells you like, hey, you know, yeah, it's yeah. just you're only going to go if you obviously get hurt or, you, or you're not feeling yeah, yeah. good. So, yeah, I would say so, Katie, what would you say? How important do you think it is for schools to have it on the forefront that there's a counselor that's available? Because I know Marvin said, like, obviously you have a school nurse and you're only going to go if you need it. But I think the difference between a nurse and a school counselor is like, you know, when someone has to go to the nurse, they're going to tell you their stomach hurts, they're mm-hmm. going to fall and see the pain. But when someone needs maybe a counselor, you can't really see those things all the time on the outside. So how important would you say it is for that to be on the forefront? Like schools pushing the fact that there's an available counselor for students. Yeah, I think it is extremely important Mm -hmm. because I think mental health is something that is not 
addressed often. I think now, like that's all we talk about, mental health, mental health, go to therapy. Like that's something that I am now seeing. Yeah. Now I was growing up, mental health was not really the topic. You, you're going through a bad day, you're going through a bad day. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, tomorrow, try to wake up on the right side of the bed and come to school and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's extremely important because kids, kids just go through so many different things. Like I can't even, mm -hmm. it's hard for me to even give a solid example because I'm actually doing my internship right now. And every yeah. single time I'm there, I'm learning so much. And each kid has a different, a, a totally different case. And you can even feel like you relate to, to that student, um, but it's still a different case. Yeah. And there are some things that they won't vocalize because they, I don't know, they, they probably feel like they would feel judged at home um, mm. because are going through their own difficulties they're going through their own situations they're focusing on other things mm. and then you also have you know parents who are just like what do you mean you're depressed what do you mm. mean you're sad like what is this what is this talk about mental health like you know yeah. i provide for you i do my best like i don't understand where is this coming from and they don't know how to handle it because they don't have they probably haven't experienced that yeah but i think wow. it's yeah it's extremely it's extremely important i don't think that it's healthy to keep things in when you're going through something and it can be something big and it can be something small but the truth is we've all we have all had traumatic experiences mm -hmm. and we don't realize that they affect us until they affect us mm. that's good you know? yeah yeah I think it's, when, sorry. No, no need to say sorry. What were you going to say? Yeah, no, no. Because I keep, like, as you're asking, like, while you're asking me, I'm also processing this myself. Like, you can, you can bring some stuff up. You can ask a kid a question and, you know, they would just pause or their eyes would get watery. And, mm -hmm. like, you really don't know what's going on yeah. in a life until you ask. And yeah, yeah, yeah most people won't ask because wow there's just this assumption like you know their kids they have fun and they have friends and you know mm -hmm. but no a lot of kids they go through you know they're victims of bullying they're they are victims mm -hmm. of cyberbullying they are mm -hmm. um, going through issues with friendships and even relationships once you're in middle school and once you're in high school and some people even tend to ignore that. They're just like, well, you're a kid. Like, it's not serious. But no, there are real emotions involved. Yeah. Things like that. It's just, it's really important to take it serious. Because I think yeah, when, yeah, you're yeah. Acting as if, when you're acting as if these things are little, it, it makes things much worse. Mm. That's good. So you said that... Um, you've seen parents to kind of tell kids like, what are you talking about? You have mental health issues or depression or things like that. Would you say that that is something that is more of a cultural thing? Like, do you see that mainly in certain ethnicities and races, like just getting real or Absolutely. is that something across the board? Absolutely. I think, I think it's a cultural thing. Okay. Um, it also could be a lack of understanding. It also could be a lack of knowledge, but I, but I, from what I hear, and from 
just you know what I have observed from other people, not necessarily students or yeah, not necessarily students, but even from my own friends, like mental health is not just it's just not the discussion. It's like mm. what what do you have to be upset about? Do you feel comfortable saying like what cultures you see it in as something that's more hushed and pushed away rather than, you know? Yeah, black and brown. Mm, That's interesting. So you said that you see it mainly in black and brown communities where maybe the parents don't take the kid as serious uh, when they say that maybe they're struggling with depression or anxiety or whatever the situation may be. Why do you think that is? Okay, so from what I have observed in the Hispanic the Hispanic community, right? There's a there's immigration and then there's assimilation and acculturation. And with experiences like that, you go through a lot of mental health issues and you don't know it, but I think that's just not the culture to address it. Hmm. That's just not something that we talk about. Yeah. You know, because we went through it and that's that. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're doing what we have to do, where we are surviving, we are working, we are doing what we have to do. Why do we have to discuss um, mental health? Why do we have to discuss our emotions? And I think um, the other thing that I have observed is a lot of black and brown communities, um, or a lot of groups in black and brown communities are religious mm. or have religious backgrounds, right? And I can't really speak for other faith groups, but I know that there's this assumption that if you go to therapy, then you must not trust God. Mm. Right? You must not trust wow. he is big enough to heal you from whatever you are going through. Mm. That's good, yeah. 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 Rather than assuming that he can use therapy and counseling to help heal you. Exactly. Yeah. You can definitely. And I think that's extreme. That's an extreme point of view because. No, with yeah. Really, yeah, with literally everything. I mean, this is going to sound very, you know, this is a pretty small example. But when you have a headache or when you're when you're experiencing body aches, you do you pray. I bet that you pray, but you also take some Tylenol, which is a yeah. practical, you know, which is a practical action to take so that you can. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right with your head. Yeah. So, and I think that some people just don't think that's possible. Like, uh-huh. you know, it's either God, it, it's, it's God and nothing else. Yeah, it's almost like they equate therapy and counseling to trusting in man rather than trusting in God. Instead of seeing therapy and counseling as God being able to use that certain person to help bring the healing that's needed. And I think like the example that you give is important, right? Like you talk about uh, taking medicine, right? When it comes to a headache, you mean you go to the doctor if you break your leg, you know what I'm saying? You, You trust an architect to build your home. Right. right. You're never saying, oh, I don't trust in God. God's going to build my house. God's going to heal my leg. Like those are things that you do. And mm-hmm. so that's a good point. That's a good way to, uh, yeah. a good thing to think about. Um, and so, yeah, thanks for sharing on that. Yeah, of course. I think I mainly see it individually. Like I have heard people say, I mean, I know my issues. Like mm-hmm. I know my, issues. I know I have PTSD. I know I have depression. I know I have anxiety. Why? Why am I spending money mm. 
to come to this lady's office and talk to her about my problems when I know my issues, you know? Like, I think that people have their own individual reasons Mm -hmm. that could also... um, Yeah, play a a big part. Yeah, it could also come from their own experiences. Some people tried it and were were turned off by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, of course... Yeah, there's there's influence as well. But I think collectively, um, a big thing that I would definitely point out is, um, you know, extreme points of views. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, I have, a, I have a question. I actually um, just thinking about it. And I guess even when Alyssa asked me about, you know, my experience or how was it for me in school, I guess if I was to put it in a nutshell, it's, it's safe to say that 10 years ago wasn't very popular and it wasn't really a thing to go to your school counselor or your guidance counselor. Mm-hmm. Whereas to now, it seems that everybody wants to do it or is doing it in groups or they even have um, workshops for the clubs and stuff like that, depending yeah, yeah. On, the, on the school. What do you think happened between 10 years ago to now where it became to almost as if like, you can't say you're going to a counselor because you'll be weird where now it's like sort of weird if you don't go to a counselor. Yeah. yeah. So the switch from shame connected to therapy and counseling versus now it's almost seemed like the popular thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be honest, I think, to be honest, I think I've noticed it more from Gen Z mm-hmm. than, you know, than the older generations. I think that, this generation is making the effort to, you know, bring more awareness to certain issues that have been ignored mm-hmm. in the past and yeah. are still being ignored. So I I don't like I see that this is more of a collective thing where like, mm-hmm. you know, we are constantly seeing that mental health is a topic and mental health is being addressed. But I, I don't think it was like you know, we we're all just gonna decide to go to therapy. I mean, mm. I think mm. it's an individual thing, and it takes influence. I think social media plays a big part of that. Mm. You know, with influence and spreading information. Um, and I also think again with I also think with COVID. You know, there there's a lot that people have experienced. You know, people yeah. have people have lost their jobs. People have um, gone through very difficult transitions. With you know, mm-hmm. they were living on campus. In they were living on campus at their university, and then they just had to leave. Like they had a week yeah. or maybe less than a week to figure out what they were doing, and they just had to bounce. Um, and uh, some people had to change jobs or some people had to um, stay at home and adjust all day or some people still had to keep going out and work. Like every case, every case is individual. And I think COVID kind of helped some people understand that, you know, it is okay to seek help. It is okay to gain a different, it is okay to learn from a different perspective. Um it is okay to not have it all on me and understand that, you know what, I really might get some valuable information. I really might get um, 
I really might get results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, positive results, positive outcomes. I really might receive some healing. And mm. I think that goes with influence. You know, you see it in others and you're like, oh, shoot. Well, I should I should consider this. Mm. And I think I think, yeah, to answer your question, I think it has to I think this generation is is taking the effort to spread awareness on these things. Mm. Yeah. And with that comes influence. You were just saying how there's been a change in you and Marvin were saying there's been a change in the way that we respond to people going to therapy and counseling now versus before. And you talked about Gen Z being willing to educate themselves and know more about mental health. And then that in return results in them being more willing and open to therapy and counseling. So my question was, based off of that, at the same hand, do you think that there has been a romanticizing of depression and anxiety as well in this generation? So not just the education of it, but it's almost like a trend now mm-hmm. to be sad and depressed and, and anxious. So where someone is probably just sad because it's like almost trendy now to be depressed, yeah. They take their sadness and they're like, no, I'm depressed. I'm anxious. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. No, I definitely believe that um, depression and anxiety are being romanticized. And it does really feel like it's a trend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, but I think that's, that's a bit dangerous because, yeah. you know, you, if, if someone is really experiencing depression and you're like, oh girl, well, you're always saying that. You're always saying you're depressed and and you're always saying you're depressed and you're really just sad and you get over it right away and, and things like that. So I don't really think you're depressed and I don't really think you need help and you're fine, stop tripping. Yeah. I think, you know, I and that's just an example. Like I think that can be dangerous, but no, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like dangerous in the sense of like you could not take someone serious and they're yeah, actually struggling. Yeah, it becomes pretty gray. Yeah. So would you say on the flip side of that though, it's dangerous for people to romanticize it so much because maybe then you're not you don't know whether or not to take other people serious. So people who are really dealing with depression and anxiety, when other people have not romanticized it, it becomes a dangerous level for everybody. Exactly. So it's dangerous on both sides. Dangerous to romanticize it and dangerous not to take someone serious. Exactly. And I think with romanticizing it, you know, you can, you know, if you're feeling sad, then you're sad and you cope with that in, you know, the various ways that you are able to cope with that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that for those who do romanticize it or, you know, just being able to call out that in some ways this could be becoming a trend. Yeah. There needs to be, um, we need to continue educating each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? We need to continue educating each other. We need to really talk about what exactly is depression? Mm -hmm. What exactly is anxiety? What exactly 
is PTSD? Mm-hmm. What exactly mm-hmm. is bullying? You know yeah. what I mean? What exactly is stress? And I think that for some people, you know, they think they know exactly what each of these things are, you know, probably because they're used to hearing it. But I think that, you know, because it is being, because in some ways it is being romanticized, I think that's when, you know, we need to step in and be like, hold up. I need you to really understand what this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because there are people who really are going through suicidal thoughts and there are people who are really mm-hmm. going through anxiety and they might not they might not even know what that really means in a way. Yeah, yeah. They might not even know it. Yeah, let's get so long. Not, yeah, sorry, and they might not even call it what it is because this is yeah. just something that they are unaware of. But to answer yeah. your question, yeah, I think that because it is being romanticized, it should definitely be there. Should definitely be a moment where, you know, we need to educate each other on these things. Got it. So. Yeah, what I'm taking away from what you're saying is the same way that there was sh- that it used to be that shame was attached to counseling and therapy. Education was the answer to that. And now on the flip side of that, where people seem to be romanticizing it, and mm-hmm. now everybody and anybody has depression and anxiety, right? And not I'm not trying to say that in a rude way, but just like that's the reality, right? There's a lot mm-hmm. of people who are romanticizing it. Education is still the answer. We need to educate on both sides, on both mm-hmm. sides of the extreme. Yep. Um, question, what would you say to you know uh the people that are trying to pursue the same career as you um you know obviously doing it maybe they're doing it at a time like this right where obviously covid is still around and and things are not fully back to normal normal uh what encouragement what would you say to those that are you know i'm sure now this is obviously a a more demanding field compared to years ago um what would you say to those that obviously have a lot in their plate um in a time like this and you know they pursuing a career that even they themselves might need to do constantly themselves right Mm. yeah absolutely i think that with school counseling and if if you are a mental health professional in general your main your main purpose is serving others, right? Your main purpose is serving others in ways that not everybody can. And I think that while you may be, you know, educated and while you have, well, while you may have the skills to do that effectively, it could feel draining sometimes. It could feel like you are on your own and it could feel stressful because like i said at the end of the day you are focused on serving the other person and you forget that man i should really be taking care of myself mm-hmm. i should really be taking care of myself especially if i am in this position to take care or or serve other people you know what i mean you want to help people um develop healthy habits 
and yeah. live a purposeful life and overcome their um, mental health issues and personal issues and life transitions and things like that. Um, but I think it's also important to um, take care of yourself in that same way. Mm. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Would you say, Katie, uh, as we wrap this up, would you advise everyone to go to counseling at some point in their lives? Absolutely. I would because I because there are some things that affect us and we are not even aware of it. Well, you heard it here first, guys. Go to therapy. Go to counseling if you can. It's important. Don't allow maybe cultural things or other things in your background to not allow you to go. Katie, let us know. It's important. It's something that we must do. Um, and so if you're going through something, struggling with something, or maybe you just need someone to talk to, uh, I would advise checking out therapy, counseling. Marvin, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'll say uh, take advantage. I mean, definitely from the conversation that we had from how I was 10 years ago and, and plus 10 plus years ago compared to how it is now. Take advantage, um, you know, go to therapy, take care of yourself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, take care of, uh, or, or should I say the one thing that I heard was um, uh, treat yourself. And it's not always a massage and all this stuff, right? Or buying stuff. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's even therapy, you know? So take care of yourself, take advantage. And, um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good time to uh, start counseling if you haven't already. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe if you're in middle school or high school, um, recognize that you have a school counselor. Like I said before, I didn't really know that that was something that was available to me. But, I mean, maybe you're going through something and there's no one at home you can talk to and maybe you don't really feel comfortable talking to your parents about going to therapy. Uh, I would say ask somebody in school if there's a school counselor that you could talk to and have those those conversations with and hopefully they'll be able to help you. But that being said, guys, we're going to wrap up uh, episode 10 of the podcast, which is insane to think about. We just finished episode 10. Um, such great things that we talked about. I think this one went deep in some areas as well. And so it was really cool to be able to talk. I want to thank Katie for coming on the podcast. Uh, and guys, like always, make sure you share, comment on our posts, like, uh, let people know that Ann Clueless is doing things. We're on episode 10, so you should probably share it with like 10 friends. There so go, go ahead, text somebody, let them know to come check it out. If you haven't already, go back and listen to some of the other podcasts that we've been through, some of the other career paths that we've been able to talk to. Um, and we love you guys. Marvin, any last things you want to say to the people? No words. Can't wait for the next one. See you guys. Take care. Love you guys. Peace out. <laughs>